0: and see how our guests and direction can inspire you to self-empowerment through a wellness lifestyle. Now, here is the host of the Wellness Lounge a step further, Desiree Watson.
1: Thanks for joining us again, and uh, I'd like to say thank you for listening. And, of course, as usual, I understand that you're listening all over the world, and I'm so excited about that. So thank you to France and China, Germany, Japan, Canada, Spain, Italy. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have uh, an amazing show for you today, and I can't wait to uh, uh, present our guest to you. I think you're going to love it. So just like to give you a little information, as usual, on Wellness Interactive. And, of course, uh, Wellness Interactive... uh, we are a company located in New Jersey. Our signature brand is the Wellness Lounge, and that's located at 14 South Orange, New Jersey. And it is uh, a platform that we'd like to believe that uh, takes everything a step further further and all things well. And so, of course, the name of our show is The Wellness Lounge A Step Further. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Wellness Inter. You can um, stop in, or you can actually uh, engage with us with our interactive platform. So All Things Well includes that whole mind, body, and spirit. And we bring you guests that will help to empower that experience for you. And maybe the takeaway is just the body on any given day, or it might be your spirit, or it just might be your mind, but the purpose is to really navigate the experience of pulling that all together, and you just may be living next door to someone that might help to take you a step further with that particular platform. So, um, thanks again for engaging. I like to, as usual, just read a passage from a book that I like, and it's called The Surpassing Life by Brad, Brad uh, Rex. And it's really 52 practical ways to achieve personal excellence. Um, I'm going to read out of a chapter, Chapter 5. It says, Knowledge Beyond Measure. And, of course, we'll be engaging with our uh, guest today who has knowledge beyond measure. Uh, knowledge carries over into all aspects of life, Brad Rex writes. Knowledgeable people tend to be healthier, have larger incomes and net worth, attain honor, and maintain relationships. Attaining knowledge requires action. It is not a passive event. There are smart ways to gain expertise and surpassing people use them to become wiser. A couple of uh, little quotes. One quote, uh, I love this one. If we encounter a man of, our, of, of rare intellect, we should ask him what books he reads. That's Ralph Waldo Emerson. And then uh, I love this other one. A Room Without Books is, like a body without a soul. And then that's uh, Cicero. And then the last, the rules have changed. True power is held by the person who possesses the largest bookshelf, not gun cabinet or wallet, Anthony J. D'Angelo. I love, love, love the idea, of course, of uh, engaging with books, but also engaging with uh, experts. And... On that note, uh, we have an amazing expert with us today, and her name is Arle Bazir. My daughter will tell me that my French might sometimes be challenging, but she is fabulous, Arlay Bazir, and she is the president of Palais des Temps in the USA. She's passionate about sharing all aspects of tea and its culture, Arlée Bazir leads the development of the renowned French tea company Palais des Taux in the United States, together with her husband, Cy. Arlée's uncle is Francois Xavier Delmont, the internationally recognized tea expert and founder of Palais des Taux, who recruited the couple to launch the company's North American subsidiary in 2010. After moving to Manhattan from Paris, the couple launched the company's online boutique in 2011, and subsequently opened the company's first two wholly owned U.S. boutiques, both in New York City. For Aile, tea is an, an amazingly tasteful, rich, and interesting beverage that has changed her life, she now combines a lifelong love of tea with her strong background in international business to bring the Pala d'etat experience and culture to the United States. And I want to welcome her because I can't wait for her to say it with her French accent. Thank you for joining us, Arlée.
2: Thank you, Denise. Thank you for this very nice introduction. I'm very happy to be here today.
1: Oh, I'm so excited about um, also learning so much more about uh, your uh, fabulous uh, tea brand. I think it's uh, just great and amazing that you all are open now in uh, New York City. I I just want to uh, just jump right into how uh, (laughs) you got to be this uh, great tea lover and your expertise. How, uh, as a child, uh, were you drinking
2: tea? How did it all started? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the question. So, well, you know my uncle I started the company in the 80s, and I was still a little girl at that time. And basically, it all started on a summer day. I was on vacation with him and my family, and I remember him bringing tea. One of the first blends he created, our tea des which is our tea of the monks, which is a, a blend inspired by a Tibetan recipe. Mm. And I remember him bringing this tea to the breakfast table and telling me, do you want to try it? I was very curious, so I tried it, and it was like nothing I had tried before. And so I I, I I, remember this first experience, and since then, I think, you know, I've always been attracted to tea because to me it was always something incredibly nice and tasty. Mm-hmm. And I was always curious from then, from From that time, I was always curious about tea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how it all started, with just this, you know, He's yeah, that's, 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 know, mm-hmm. nothing else.
1: Yeah, that's very interesting because as a young person were you engaged with drinking uh juice, soda or any other drinks at the time?
2: Well, you know, soda are not so popular. Uh, we're not so popular at that time in France, I'd say, for kids. So I was definitely not drinking soda. I was Great. definitely drinking juices like, you know, I guess, you know, apple juice, orange juice, yeah. what kids would drink at that time. I would not drink coffee. Um, hot chocolate was my, uh, before that, no, preferred beverage for breakfast, I'd say. <laughs> ah,
1: so I. the reason why I asked is because um, I think it's uh, it's, it's a great place to be when uh as a child if you're uh drinking tea or engaging with tea it there's a big difference in having the tea as opposed to the juice or the sodas which has so much sugar in it so i could i feel your experience in other words uh, yeah you know here in america um uh you have uh, young people uh, you know, drinking juice and soda. So um, I'd love to be able to speak more about uh, how uh, a child or a family can embrace tea at such a young age. Once you taste it, it's just awesome. I love tea. But um, do you did you taste that with sugar or anything? It's without sugar completely? No, or no, no,
2: at that time you know, it's it's not that I started drinking tea, like large cups of tea every day at that age, I, I was really just sipping like, you know just a bit of it. A little, yeah. Um, and no, of course it was without anything no sugar, no milk um, I, you know, I, when I say I was drinking juices as a young um, girl, I, it was occasionally like, my main drink has always been water, basically. <laughs> yes, I love um, water. <laughs> my parents were very strict about it, so yes. juices were more you know occasionally, for uh, some snacks or birthdays, not not really like an everyday drink, just occasionally and tea. I started sipping tea at that age, and uh, but it didn't become my main like breakfast uh, beverage until until I was older.
1: right, and that, that's very helpful. I'm glad you clarified that because uh, <laughs> I just think that um, it's important just to have a child at least taste. The tea. You don't have mm. to make it your, uh, a drink of choice, but at least taste the tea. So, yes, exactly. um, uh, you're growing up in, in France and, uh, mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to have this delicious tea. Did you then, uh, as you, I, I noticed you're in, you were an international business major. So as you're growing up, are you mm-hmm. still engaging with, uh, the actual, um, platform um the business itself just just staying connected not necessarily working um in the with the tea company and your uncle because i understand your uncle founded this amazing company Mm -hmm. are you are you uh staying connected in some way with what the company is doing because i'll it's just interesting that um uh you uh took on this amazing Mm -hmm. challenge which will get uh more involved with uh, later, but are you staying on top of all of this, or how how do you navigate that? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Well, the way I... I I've been connected to the company ever since it's been created through tea, basically. Because and uh-huh. whenever I, w- I, I, at first, I was too young to really like be into the business aspect right. of it, but I was really into the tea aspect of it. So I would ask him about the new blends and the flavors, and he would always he would always travel and he would always send me postcards at that time <laughs> where he was India, China, Japan, and this was so magical for me. I was like, wow, wow. this is great, and I was really curious about it. So I would keep asking these questions but more about tea and then of course yes when I went to business school and you know learned more about business and international business that's when I started you know questioning him about you know the strategy and marketing Mm -hmm. and all the business aspects of it so yes in a way since since he started the company I was still connected to it through tea and taste and then travel first because you know he travels year round to visit all our suppliers and taste tea where it grows and select the freshest leaves and the best ones so I've always you know been connected with the company and him through that and then to the business aspect when I went to business school.
1: Oh, beautiful, awesome! So I understand that. Uh, of course, you're married, and uh, your husband is. I, I'm so interested, in, <laughs> and most likely the listeners are too. How did get How do you get your husband uh, on board uh, to be the best? tea expert and tea lover you know a lot of guys tend to you know move away from tea maybe in the united states i'm not so sure in uh... In, uh, uh... france and all the other places you have your shops, but uh... how would i engage my husband with tea
2: Well, first of all, it was a little easier, I guess, uh, for me, because he didn't like coffee so much. Uh, He Uh, was already drinking tea, not that he was, like, uh, completely passionate about it, but he already drank tea and liked it, so, um, well... I had him try one of our blends called Fleur de Geisha which means geisha's flowers. Oh, Japanese, <laughs> yes. Yeah, which is a Japanese green tea flavored with cherry blossom that pays tribute to the tradition of cherry blossom viewing, you know, in spring in Japan. Mm-hmm. And he loved it um, I think he drank that every day for like two months or three months I was really getting <laughs> very curious about what would come next but <laughs> uh. <laughs> basically I think he just discovered the quality and the richness of paillete teas and that really hooked him and from from then uh, because I was only drinking tea and a variety of them he got curious and mm-hmm. drank more and more tea and discovered he loved it too and, and became uh. really into tea and dropped coffee.
1: Oh, I love it! I, I just uh, tea is just so fascinating. It is my drink of choice. So I'm so glad that you had the opportunity to engage Cy. So as you said, <laughs> it was a lot easier because he didn't like coffee. So that brings me to um, a question that um, I probably need more information on, and you you could probably help me with this. So um, I do have one cup of coffee a day, I must admit. I have that coffee one cup in the morning, and then all day I drink tea. I love, love tea. So um, do you think or feel that uh, tea, uh, especially your brand, it has a place uh, under the same roof as coffee, or it should be separate?
2: No, it has the it has the 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 space under the same roof. I mean, you can be a coffee and a tea drinker. I I mean, as you say, you know, some people will like a certain like a coffee kick maybe in the morning or maybe early afternoon. It depends, but you know, tea and coffee are very different and very complementary. Coffee is more about the caffeine kick, the energy mm-hmm. right away, right after you have it. Mm-hmm. Tea is much more about taking the time for yourself, having a mm-hmm. nice. Longer rush of you know energy that will you know keep you focused and um well, but it's you know you drink coffee on a rush you set you sit down to have a tea tea like
1: oh, I love tea.
2: that oh that's so elegant yeah <laughs> you know you 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 take time to prepare your cup of tea there's no quick machine like an espresso machine and it's ready it's still easy and quick to prepare a tea, but usually you tend to. Sit down and focus a bit on yourself. Take a time for you to enjoy your, you know, to enjoy sipping your tea. Basically, it's time off. Whereas coffee is more like on the go, on the rush. I need my kick. So it's yeah. very different depending on the time of the day, on your mood, or you know, you can have both. You know. <laughs> I love it. I'm not exclusive.
1: <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. You know, um, <laughs> I I just thought of something. I belonged to this organization uh, a few years back, and. Um, uh, we were, you know, we had a committee that um, uh, we were celebrating, I don't know, 80 years or something for the organization, and everyone decided we would have uh, high tea, and I'll tell you, it was like the biggest thing ever, <laughs> you know, people... Oh, my gosh, the time we spent <laughs> trying to get this together, it was absolutely just amazing because uh, I think there were like 20 women. You know, people were just <laughs> running around. Oh, my gosh, it's, it's high tea, it's tea, it's tea. And, you know, to your point, it's such a, I don't know, it's a, there's an art to, um, I think, oh, embracing yeah. tea and being able to just spend the time With it, Mm -hmm. because uh, these women, they absolutely, they they did an amazing job. Uh, We had guests come out and, oh, we had our hats, the gloves. It was beautiful, but there was so much time spent in presenting this platform, you know, to the community. And I'm not sure if we would do so much with coffee in that way but again i love coffee i have that one cup a day but tea we do spend the time and um i think it can be very relaxing and soothing for others i know it is for okay. me and is yourself now i just um i want to ask you um Arlae, uh mm-hmm. you have um uh, two boutiques in the in the New York City area, did you find that um, it was uh, culturally? Uh, is it challenging, or is it uh, quite the same, embracing tea as they do in France or England or other countries?
2: Well, um, it's um, it's a bit different. Uh, it's a bit different, but uh, there are similarities, but it's still a bit different. Okay, um, can France, me you know,
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I hear, I hear the music, and before we go into the difference culturally, um, I'd uh, like to break for a commercial because I hear the music, and I don't want to interrupt this uh, sure. uh, information you're going to give us. So. We are speaking with Arle Bazir. We'll be right back to hear more about Le Pelan d'Etat, which is in New York City, but of course it's uh, also all over Europe. You can find it online. But uh, we're being educated today, so join us uh, again in a couple of minutes. We break for commercial. Thanks for listening.
0: caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even co-worker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things, and together you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Thanks for joining us. We're uh, engaged with uh, Arle Barzia from Le de d'Etat, and she is really engaging us with uh, the beautiful platform of tea. And uh, for those of you who are tea lovers... You can get so much information, and if you're not a tea lover, by the time this, this uh, conversation is over, I think you'll love tea. So, uh, Arle, you were speaking to us about um, uh, culture. I'd love to know culturally how um, it's received in, in the United States, but definitely different countries, because we know tea uh, began in China. And so can you give us a little history culturally, uh, on tea itself? And beginning with yes. the United States if possible.
2: Okay. Well, absolutely. I mean tea, um let me first start with the discovery of tea and then I'll I'll go to the United States. But okay. yeah, tea was actually discovered in you know, at around twenty seven thirty seven before Christ, which is some time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a semi mythical, you know, legend about the discovery of tea by a Chinese emperor, Shen Nong, who's also the father of the traditional Chinese medicine. And let me just tell this story because it's a really nice one. The story goes that the emperor was sitting below a tree about to drink his boiled water. He had recommended his subjects to drink boiled water for a sanitary reason. Mm-hmm. And he was about to drink his boiled water when a leaf from the tree fell in his cup and colored the water (laughs) and instead of throwing it away he was curious tried it liked it and that was it it was a wild tea tree and that's how supposedly tea (laughs) was discovered (laughs) it's a story i like Um, i love it beautiful (laughs) So that was about five thousand years ago um, It first you know all started, started in China in Yunnan, which is the a province really west of China by the border of Myanmar, and then spread through um, japan england holland france actually quite early and uh, and then quite early too around maybe sixteen fifty in the united states that 's where um you know supposedly the first um uh, tea containers were imported and started being drunk by, you know, the the British um, and, you know, people who... Who mm-hmm. were um, in the U.S. at that time, coming from Europe, so it dates back to you know the very origin of the of the country, and of course later on, everybody knows about the Boston Tea Party. Um, right, <laughs> tea has its place in the, the American history too, and and you know never left the country since then. It's it's all, of course been less um, known and widespread than coffee. You still have more coffee drinkers today than tea drinkers, mm-hmm. but tea is you know developing so much and growing, and more and more, we can see that, and you, I'm sure you can, you have noticed around you in the United States that Absolutely. more and more tea shops have opened, and Absolutely. it's just because, you know, more and more people want to discover tea, enjoy tea, and want right. more options.
1: Now, I, I understand also that uh, uh, tea uh, is the drink of choice throughout the world, more so than any other drink, you know, Absolutely. more than
2: coffee. Absolutely. It's the second most drunk uh, beverage after water. Um, of course, it's very, very embedded in the Chinese, Japanese, Southeast Asia, Asian cultures. Um, and it's so embedded that in, in China, in Japan, you have tea ceremonies. You have mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. traditional way, a codified way uh, of preparing the tea, of drinking tea. In, in many of these countries, you know, the, 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 the drink that you have on any table anywhere, in any restaurant, is hot water and tea. It's not <laughs> water. That's so it's, true. I love that. But it's a way to thank <laughs> it's a way to say thank you, China, it's yeah. a way to share a time with family and friends. It's really key in many, many cultures.
1: Oh, I love it, love it. So, uh, uh, you know, we have a wellness lounge in, in, in South Orange, and Sai, your husband, who is the uh, CEO, uh, brought uh, uh, people over to train my team because mm-hmm. we carry your tea, and I think we're the only brick-and-mortar next to, of course, your fabulous stores in New York that's carrying the tea. And I tell you, the, the people who come in and they see this tea, they're so amazed not only at the product itself, but also um, uh, discovering that, uh, it, well, you can have tea and candles, I love your candles, and they're made with tea. Can you speak more about your product? Because I tell you, the feedback is just absolutely beautiful, and we love the idea that your platform will educate and teach people about tea, and we're able to to do that at the Wellness Lounge as well.
2: Yes. Well, you know, we um emphasize a lot on the quality and the taste of a products, for the candles with the the scent. Um we have an atelier de creation, like a creation atelier in Paris where we have a team, you know, working on all the taste and the flavors and the blend and on selecting all the highest quality um, teapots and cups. So we do work a lot on uh, selecting the best leaves. We have a team of buyer and taster. They're uh, touring the tea world to look for the best and freshest crops. And then once we have these great leaves, bring them back fresh to our shops. We create our own blends, our signature blends, our Teju Amam or Fleur de Geisha, as I mentioned. So we always focus on the quality and the taste. We really want very interesting products. And same Mm -hmm. for the candles. You know, for the candles, they're very fragrant, and we really try to offer a a nice and great experience you know you have our products it's not like it's not nothing like you know what you find everywhere else right it's It's not a a
1: commercial type product it's it's really for the individual um at least this is what i'm noticing with at at our wellness lounge when they when they're embracing your brand it's it just takes them uh, to a totally different level. They walk in and they feel and think that they love tea, but they, they go out going, mm-hmm. Oh my God, tea is a part of my life now, <laughs> you know. So I love yeah. that aspect of the brand itself. Now, can and you I tell me, uh, or from tell from the, the listeners how long it takes to really perfect a specific brand of tea, that, uh, that you all may, uh, uh, sell, uh, comm- uh retail?
2: I'm sorry, I didn't hear the... the, the How long would it
1: take to perfect uh, a a brand, a taste? Uh, If you're... uh, uh, You mentioned that um, you all find the best leaves, and I get that. So can you explain to us how uh, long it may take Mm -hmm. to perfect, to make it uh, the best to uh, take to... Uh, production or to have a brand,
2: yes, so basically every um, every year, several times a year, not year round, but you know tea is growing and it's harvested, and so after every harvest, especially the spring harvest in, or the new season harvest in China, India, or Japan, we receive samples um, of you know the teas we are there to taste the teas and so it's all about you know. My uncle and a few other people uh, are, are really like tea experts now. It's a bit like wine tasters. They're tea <laughs> tasters. So they have a palette for tea. So when they taste different teas, you know, maybe 30, 40 of them of the different, of the same or similar uh, plantations, they they are able to identify the differences and they're mm-hmm. able to select the ones that they think are going to be the most interesting because they're mm. the nicest, the richest, the fullest. So um it's the whole work of first identifying which tea are, you know, the best for your customers. So mm-hmm. we do that. We have, thanks to my uncle and a few other persons, who really, like, have a great palate for tea now. Mm-hmm. And then when we work on our blends, um... We're really looking for so we only use natural flavors, of course, fruits, Mm -hmm. spices, flowers. And we really try to find a very nice balance between the taste of the tea and the taste of the flavors. You know, none has to overpower the other one. It really has to be like an echo to each other. So we try to take the right black tea that is not gonna be too strong or too light, Mm. not too smooth, and that is gonna really enhance the flavor of such and such fruits or flowers. So it's a long process, you know, it can go up to Two years for some blends. Really? really? Yeah. So it's not a
1: process mm-hmm. where uh, you you can uh, go in and, and spend a day or two
2: uh, finding. Oh uh, no! The, no, Hoover, it's, it's longer than <laughs> like that. It's maybe really, so fascinating it's it's fine tuning your homemade recipe in a way, so it you know it can take more time and then of course, once you have the blend then you you know you need to think about you know everything that's around and the packaging and everything, so it's a whole process um that can take some time, but we really want the result to be great yeah. and um because the company is run by my uncle, and he's so passionate about tea, and so many people are passionate about tea in the company, I think mm-hmm. you, know, where you when you're passionate about what you do, you know, you really want to do it right. and <laughs> So it takes time. You really want to share. Yes. And it, your passion <laughs> it takes and your time. Friend, I love so that. It's, it's, it's not uh, uh,
1: an easy task. Let's talk about your uncle just for a moment because uh, – he, of course, is fascinating. You know, he he has the the, the passion, uh, passion. they call him the Globetrotter, <laughs> and he's been touring the world's tea plantations for more than 20 years in search of the finest tea, and so he is the founder. Now, what I find interesting uh, on the tea farms, uh, you have to have small hands, right, very small hands, and... Uh, you want to make sure uh, that um, uh, it's it's all, the tea leaves are actually uh, being picked uh, yes. with small hands, but most of the time it's the elderly that's doing it, right? Yeah, so, poster. I mean, you know, children, have, right?
2: Yeah, you don't have to have such small hands, but you have to be very precise in your gesture, in what you do, because the top quality of leaves for any harvest are the buds and the first two leaves that come near the bud and you have to you know you have to harvest these leaves so you have to be precise you don't have to have small hands or but it has to be it has to be precise and so it needs some experience you can learn but in the different farms that I, where I has where I have been, um, I've seen different. I'm, I've seen all ages, younger, older. Um, it's usually like a whole community, villages, you know, uh, that are mm. uh, villages where the. Um, the tea is growing and you know it's part of the history of the of the region so most of the community is involved in the in the tea um, farms mm-hmm. but I've seen all ages it just needs you just need to learn how and which leaves to harvest so you have to be very precise so there is a certain expertise like mm-hmm. I, I would be really bad at harvesting tea <laughs> if, you, if you, you know I mean I you, you have to show me I actually you know I even tried to I was visiting China last year we were in in the Zhejiang region where mm-hmm. longjing green tea is is grown and yes. they were showing us how to, you know, how to produce the Longjing. And I was, I was actually trying it. I was really bad at it. It's a really like it's an expertise. You have to roll and roast the leaves a certain way. And even when you tr- you think you're doing it, you're not. And when you taste the tea in the end, you know, you can see it's not the same result. So <laughs> it requires a lot of experience and expertise. And it looks simple, but it's right. not. It's, it's you know, it's a, it's a real expertise.
1: Uh, expertise. And they uh, some of the people, as you mentioned. It's It's part of their village, so they have been uh, maybe perhaps doing this for many years as a community.
2: This Absolutely. is all they,
1: they made you is, you know, pick the leaves and oh I find it just so fascinating. I was Yeah, uh, even
2: more than years, like so if, you know, in Darjeeling in, in India for instance, you know, it's been introduced in at the end of the nineteenth century. So it, sometimes it's been centuries since some valleys in Darjeeling have been producing tea. So it's it's really, really embedded in, in, in these regions, culture. villages, communities. It's really part of their right. daily life.
1: Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, uh, as a tea lover, love tea, uh, I travel to China and India and, you know, just about every major country that's serving tea. And I find, obviously, there's always a difference. My palate is so different when I'm actually in China and uh, you go out to dinner and the tea is just there. Can you... Uh, uh, tell us uh, maybe perhaps the difference in in the way tea is uh, maybe picked or processed uh, in Japan or China or India. Is there a difference in all
2: in yes, the way they yes, do this? Yes, absolutely. There are many um, differences. First of all, well, the, the good thing to remember is that, you know, from any tea leaves that you harvest, uh, with the same leaf, you can do any color of tea. From the same leaf, oh. you can do a white tea, a green tea, an oolong tea, a black wow. tea, mm-hmm. pu'er tea. So it's just the, the the process, the steps the leaves go through after being harvested that will give tea its color. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the first thing that, you know, uh, you can have in mind. And then, yes, uh, there are many different steps. Um, Basically, green teas are just usually roasted or steamed, roasted in China using large woks, like the cooking one, but larger, Mm -hmm. and steamed in Japan. That's the main difference between any Chinese and Japanese green tea. And for black teas, actually, the tea is actually oxidized. That's why it's black, because Ah. the teas are green, but then when they oxidize, it turns dark they turn black and that's what mm. black tea is it's oxidized tea so there are different you know absolutely different processes uh, steps involved and also the, the also the other very important uh factors that affect the taste of the tea in the end are the terroir like the earth the quality of the earth where the tea mm. is the weather what type of right. weather, sun, rain you got, and then how you process uh, the leaves. All this has an impact on the taste, and it will vary a lot depending on the region because everybody gets a different, you know, soil and weather and different right. from, the, from the farmers.
1: The quality of the earth, I love that.
2: That's, uh, again, it's fascinating. Like wine, you because... know, like any, any other similar product, it, it's, it's important, you know, to, 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 to the earth and the weather.
1: And the weather, the earth and, and the weather. And, of course, the, the earth or the soil is, is different yeah. uh, in different yeah. countries.
2: hmm
1: Right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Love that. Oh, beautiful. So uh, tell us about your school. I, of course, wanted to sign up to fly to Paris and attend <laughs> your school. But I, my friend. is home. But you do have now, uh, you teach uh, at your uh, stores in uh, yes. New York, right? But tell us more yes. about the educational platform for yes. low pay
2: Well, you know, people are really increasingly curious about tea and because we're so passionate about it, because we have, you know, 30 years of experience almost in, in the tea industry, we, we thought we should definitely open like open it to people and, you know, allow people to learn more about tea. And so we opened our first tea school in Paris in 1999. It's been very popular. (laughs) And since we opened the U.S. branch, we now have tea classes in New York and our Soho shop on Prince Street. And basically, it's all about discovering tea its culture where it's from how it's made the different tastes you get to taste different teas so it's all about you know one-on-one tea (laughs) (laughs) about you know what is it where it's from how it tastes why and it's very interactive you get to taste and smell a lot of tea so it's really about you know sharing anecdotes and background information about each of our teas and um, sharing our you know signs and our um, anecdotes when we travel. So it's, you know, all about... Oh, it's
1: beautiful. Can't wait to get there to New York.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Because in in Paris, uh,
1: uh, is it uh, in French, uh, uh, the course? Is it in French, the classes? Or do you have uh, also English? I'm trying
2: to let them know that I'd like to see some classes in English because there's an increasing number of, uh, you know, um, non-French speakers that are in Paris and really eager to you know, go to the classes, uh, yeah. especially one of our most popular classes, which is a cheese a and wine and tea uh, comparison and tasting, which is oh, very, very beautiful, popular. Oh, beautiful,
1: beautiful. So, for a minute because I'd love to speak about teas and wines. Oh, I <laughs> love it. My two favorite drinks. Well, after water. So <laughs> I'll <laughs> return in just a moment. Stay with us. Uh, this is such uh, exciting information about uh, – uh, uh, let's see my French again and uh, we're speaking with Arle uh, we'll return in a moment thank you for listening live up to your fullest potential this is the Voice America Empowerment Channel
0: Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of leadership development news. Hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Thanks for joining us again. We're speaking with Arlais Bazir from Pélat des uh, So excited excited about all this information she's been giving us about tea. And so I'd love to continue the discussion on education and how we can uh, engage with uh, your platform. Are they? Yes. So in New York and in, in Paris, you have uh, schools. So of course, uh, the one in Paris, uh, it is uh, mainly French speaking. It, there's no English,
2: right? Yes. For now, it's in French, but I'm working on convincing them to open classes in English because of the, you know, increasing number of um, basically interest people that I have that don't speak French. So I'm working on it. Hopefully, these yeah. will be like open soon because <laughs> you know the classes are booked. Uh, I mean, with the the T school is pretty much full every year, so I'm sure there's potential for more and for wow. you know, speakers too.
1: Oh my goodness! Excellent.
2: So listen. How um,
1: uh, do you sort of navigate this, uh, I think, a beautiful experience with your family? Because it, it's just so empowering uh, uh, to work with uh, this uh, uh, brand that is mm. one of the most uh, top brands in the world, but with family, how does that uh, uh, fit with the support? You all support each other, obviously, and... And uh, yes. having a successful uh,
2: product yes i mean it's it's definitely very different from any previous um, experience business experience that I had. I think what is important is to if you're planning to do something like that, like a family business or work with your family um, it's important to talk about it before we spend you know different evenings talking about you know our expectations and what we wanted to do and how and what was important for us so we talked a lot about it before actually you know starting it just to make sure you know we were on the same page and we were um make sure you know we you know could you know it would be you know the best for 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 him for us so it was great because you know that's really when we understood that we were really on the same page. We were um, heading to the same direction in the same way. So today, it's it's great to work in such um, trust, mutual trust, mm-hmm. um, and support because definitely, you know, it's it's not you know, business is never easy every day. So right, right. It's great, it's great to feel that you know behind you, you have support, encouragement, um, and you can talk about it, you know, openly and that you share the same mutual goal in the end. So you know, you know, why you're doing this and how you're doing it. You know, it's the right way. And and, mm-hmm. and it's really great to feel that on a daily basis and and, you know, to move the business forward. You know? Right, so like, the trust, really- I love that.
1: Yeah, the trust
2: because, you know, when you start a business with someone you don't know, it's very different here Mm -hmm. because it's family and we're already quite close. You already know the person very well and, you know, you you already trust her, which is something huge, I think, So uh, especially for support. So it's really great. Beautiful.
1: So, of course, uh, two of my favorite drinks next to water. Water is my drink of choice. And then there's tea and wine. So tell
2: us more about tea and wine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, the whole idea about this, you know, wine uh, and tea and actually cheese class came, you know, we're French originally. And, you know, as you know, French people love wine. We have different ones. And so we thought, you know, everybody knows about cheese and wine. How about tea and cheese? Because tea and cheese can be great together. Ah. And, you know, we thought it would be a nice little trick to the traditional cheese and wine to do cheese, wine, and tea and actually compare um, how it tastes. And so that's Mm. how it all started. And... Well, you know, tea has such a variety of tastes, uh, you know, flavors, taste sensations. Um, it's really rich. It's it's to me it's as rich as wine, if not more. Because you have sometimes earthy notes, sometimes smoky notes, meaty, it can be fishy, it can be uh flowery, it can be so many things. Just But, you know, with the tea leaves themselves, nothing added in them. That it's really interesting to explore and really interesting to pair Mm -hmm. with cheese, but not only cheese, but, you know, with any food. Mm -hmm. Now, are you
1: presenting uh, this platform in New York where you're tasting tea and cheese? Do you, when you're uh, conducting your classes in New York, do you have tea and cheese?
2: So I don't have the teas, but i'm uh for every tea that I talk about I suggest pairings and how you can use it. For instance we have a a very smoky tea that is a black tea smoked with uh on a spruce roots fire and it's mm. very gamey and smoky. These ones are great to pair with any smoked um meat or fish or um, oh, wow. And uh, used to poach salmon, for instance. So oh, my goodness. Are, I love it. You, know, you can explore a whole new world of taste and, you know, cooking. So it's, it's, wow. it it's sounds really so interesting.
1: so much like wine. You know, you're going to drink your whites with,
2: I don't exactly. know, seafood
1: or the red with this or that.
2: It's amazing. Do you yeah, have a book you
1: could, uh, that season you're
2: season going season to put I'm
1: out? Yeah. A book you're... Are you? Do you all have a book, or are you are going to be writing a book soon, I hope?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we actually have a book called The Tea Drinker's Handbook, and it's available online, uh, on our website, on Amazon, or um, any website. And it was written by my uncle and uh, the other manager of the company, Mathias Minay. and it's all about tea, it's all about, um, you know, first about the, the plant and how it's grown and how it's made, then you have a selection of, according to them, the 50, uh, the world's 50 best teas, and you have a whole section also about tasting tea and the different tastes that you can get, it's a very insightful um, Right, book.
1: wow, that's, that's beautiful. You know, in one of your um, uh, tea gifts, which is very popular at the Wellness Lounge, there is a book, there's a small yeah. book inside the actual package, yep. which I I just... Uh, think it 's just so impressive when you talk about um, uh, product and packaging, and uh, you guys recently um, changed some of your uh, design, but mm-hmm. I love that everything else stays the same so people mm-hmm. are really excited when they open the package we have it on on uh, on display and they're opening and they find a book. I said, yes, the book comes with this and they they can't believe it. So yes. is that something, uh, obviously it was carefully planned, but is that something you plan to do uh, in the future with all products?
2: Well, it's definitely uh, planned uh, for many products because the idea behind that is, again, to share our passion for tea with people. So we don't just want to give people tea, and especially in a gift set, you know, when you offer tea, it's something very special. Mm -hmm. So we always include guides about you know, a few things about tea, how to prepare it to get the base flavor, what's so specific about the teas that are in this gift, you know, a few words about what we do, and it's really important to us because it about sharing our passion, about giving people the information to get the best out of their teas. So it's definitely, you know, it's definitely uh, in the plan to have such material mm-hmm. information about our products in many gifts.
1: And and it, makes many sense. it makes so much sense. I, I don't know that I've uh, uh, purchased uh, tea of uh, other brands where they include the book. I just love it. Uh, So tell us about uh, your plans for the future as far as your stores. You have two stores, and please uh, let um, us know or the listeners know where they can find you. And uh, I'm sure you're on social network and uh, you're online. Let's speak more about that.
2: Yeah, so, well, first of all, if you're in New York City or in the New York City area, you can visit one of our shops. Um, one is in the Upper West Side on Columbus Avenue between 68 and 69th Street, right next to Magnolia Bakery. Um, the other one is in Soho on Prince Street and West Broadway. So these are the two uh shops in New York City for now. Then of course you can find us online at paladite. dot com. Uh, we have you know all our uh products here in the US. We ship with FedEx, so even if you're uh in Hawaii or you know on the other coast of the <laughs> country, you'll get your tea. Yes, <laughs> so that's yes. another easy way <laughs> to find I can attest to that. Yes, you will. Um, you'll get the tea for sure. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at you know Paladite. So um, and do you have again, a blog. If if you do could, you
1: blog? Yeah.
2: We have Number our two. blog by Uncle's blog, Discovering com, where you can learn more about his latest finds and, you know, experience. Uh, so it, there are many ways to engage with us, and we're really happy when people come to us. So don't hesitate and book a class, yeah. you know, talk to us, share you know, share your experience with us. We'll be really happy about it.
1: Well, Oh, I love it, love it. So, did you open both stores uh, simultaneously? Were they open together, or one uh, at a time? One opened, then you opened another one
2: later. Yes. Well, they opened pretty simultaneously, actually, because the first shop in the Upper West Side opened in November of 2012, and actually the Soho shop opened shortly after in January of 2013. So they almost they almost opened simultaneously, and it was really the plan. So it was great. Mm-hmm um and it's still pretty new but uh we already have a a, a good base of loyal customers which is good really clientele. nice to see you know yeah actually about, um, yes. we've
1: had uh, a a couple of customers or a few customers that live in New Jersey in South Orange where our wellness lounges and they speak so highly of the stores they're like oh my god mm-hmm. I'm so glad you're here I you know I work in, in New York and and we go to the stores and it's just that everyone's so nice they're so fascinating mm-hmm. and it's so great that you guys have the tea here so I thought wow This is just beautiful. It's beautiful to hear more from customers. Now, your tea, you can also find it, I I believe, at some of the uh, very affluent hotels at times, right?
2: Yes, absolutely. We are are in a few hotels, such as the Plaza Atene in New York, or in a few bakeries like the Dominique Ancel Bakery. So there are a few places there where you can find us, uh, in, in absolutely in very nice, mm-hmm. um, settings. The Lem's Club Midtown too. So yeah, there are many that, uh, we're happy to provide if you wanna, if you're looking for a specific place for tea and you really wanna check if our teas are there, we can, you can definitely call us, email us, we can let you know, you know, depending on where you are. Even in, um, I'm talking in New York City here, but of course we are, uh, um, throughout the country. So if you're welcome, right. You're, and throughout uh, Florida, d- yeah.
1: Throughout the world, I believe. I mean, you're all over France, yeah. right? And of
2: course. Of the- throughout the world. Um, uh, we are in mainly you know, Western Europe, Middle East, Japan, uh, many countries. So great. you <laughs> have a good chance of finding us in different places.
1: Yes. Very nice
2: hotels, <laughs> restaurants, or cafes. Absolutely.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, uh, Arleigh, for uh, this great experience uh, uh, for Myself and the listeners, uh, you have a tremendous amount of knowledge uh, in uh, uh, this whole tea. Uh, I call it a a beautiful uh, sort of uh, space that uh, calms us because it can be used, too, for medicinal purposes, which uh, if you come back uh, to the show, we can speak about that at some point for medicinal, how it takes care of our um, uh, inner and our outer peace. So, thank you. I uh, will be in New York City soon <laughs> to take. Some Let of me your know.
2: I want, to, I want to be with you when you're at the shop. And well, thank you very much, Ray. It was lovely to speak with you and your listeners. And I hope I you know brought some you know insights for them, and that you will you know all yes. enjoy tea differently now.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and please come back.
2: Thank you for listening,
1: and tune in next week, Monday. But you can always find uh, this great interview also online at any time, Voice America or wellnesslounge.biz or Wellness Interactive. Talk to you soon. Take care.
0: Thank you so much for joining us this week for The Wellness Lounge, A Step Further. Please tune in next Monday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another great show featuring your host, Desiree Watson. We'll continue to show you how to incorporate a wellness lifestyle and live a better life.